1: Adjacent?
2: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today, adjacent.
2: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
1: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
2: Are you rolling right now? Yes, but no, at the same time. No, he's not. not. I've been rolling locally, so.
3: Okay. All right. No, I meant rolling. Like, is it recording? Yeah, I know. Because uh-huh. we well, the state of Illinois requires that all parties know when they're being recorded. Tony,
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's a two-party uh, consent. You until
0: your
1: ass out and somebody sues you because you haven't given them proper notification that they were being recorded. Oh, I've done that. Okay, that's good. You that's should, good. You should be proud about that. Yeah. Totally. get
3: all these like get all your uh, admissions of crimes. Uh, get them all out here in the pre-show meeting, please. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say anything, just, anything specific. just us. <laughs> yeah, no, you just did. You well, just I didn't did. mention
2: anything specific. I said a major entity, and I've done it before.
1: <laughs> okay, you can you can get sued, and your entity can get sued, and
3: you will definitely lose. Because it was pretty it, straightforward. It was the law is pretty clear. It was an individual, and it was about an entity. Stop! So just stop, please. Just stop. We don't want to be subpoenaed.
1: No, I'm not going to court for Tony. Yeah. I'm I'm rolling on Tony. Yup, he did that shit. Y'all wouldn't go to court for me. Come on, no. After you,
2: Tony, I will stand for you guys. Yeah.
1: You just admitted to recording somebody without their. Yeah, that's me though. I am That's against the law. Russ, I, the less we yeah, know
3: about this, the better off we are, buddy. I take full uh, We're uh accountability for
2: my actions. But
3: no, no, no. Do one, this on do this on golf show or something. Don't do this here, please. <laughs> but for one of my
2: friends? Oh yeah. I I, I, I lie to the judge's face. Russ did so not you,
1: do you to you you'd go to jail for anybody.
2: Not for anybody. Come on, my friends. I'm a real one. Give us the short list. Let's
1: let's Yeah, I want to get a short list yeah. too.
2: Uh, my brothers, my fiance. <laughs> yeah. Well, we assume family. We assume family. Oh, okay. Um
3: are you, Russ? you, uh, are you uh, what about Lawrence? You, Jason. Lawrence. Me? Me yeah. or Goth? Which Jason? Well, both Jason.
1: <laughs> no. the black Jason. Black Jason. Well, most <laughs> Sorry, most Jason. people
3: most people in my sphere, whenever they say Jason. I'm always like thrown off at first because it doesn't sound like it's about me. And then I found out it's not, it isn't about me. They're referring to golf. Uh, Herb Lawrence. Okay. But I, I made the cut. I made the cut. Yeah, you you, did. you would, uh You would lie under oath for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herb Thanks, Lawrence. Uh,
2: wow. Rick Camp. Um, Rick, okay, it's kind of a long list. Ken, I don't feel especially. Kim Davis, Damon Sproul.
1: I love okay. and They uh, Oh my God, that, I I understand that one. You, you love him enough to lie under oath, Russ?
3: Oh no, no, no! Very oh, okay.
1: few, <laughs> if any, make my list. So,
3: have you said Russ's name?
1: Does
2: so Russ I, make the? I haven't I didn't make the cut. Yeah, you did. I, I said Russ early.
3: Oh, I okay. didn't hear it. Yeah, after after you <laughs> said <laughs> my cousin. Yeah, I, I think I, he's lying under oath right now. <laughs> right
2: now. Oh, you can go back and rewind it. I said it. I, I said Russ. Uh,
3: Jason,
1: who's on your short list of people that you would lie under oath and/or go to jail for?
3: Uh, I I think it'd be anybody that I'm close with, like <sighs> unless you did something so bad. Like, what are we talking about? What'd you do here, Russ? Did you uh, cheat on your taxes or did you murder somebody? If you just well, cheated if, on your taxes, in in like court- I'll, I'll help you i help you well, cover that. Well, here's my
1: thing: if you're in court. Under oath, and they are talking to one of my friends. It's probably at least a felony.
3: Hmm. I don't want to get into splitting hairs on felonies, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, what's felony? If they got you for tax evasion, Russ, I, I got you back. I'm, I'm with you on it. Russ, check your mark. If check. you did something, if you did something truly reprehensible, I, I don't know. A tougher call. Uh, where's the line for me?
2: Uh, I mean.
3: I need the context. Yeah, who doesn't make the cut Tony like when they do the NCAA bracket and they do like you know first four out mm-hmm. like who who's right there next to almost making it but not quite who who are you not quite gonna lie under oath for um that is a good question because who like do you if, like if, if I who can... do you like but you don't like them quite enough you don't you're not they're friends but they're not lie under oath friends.
2: Um, I really got to think about that. Ooh, JJ. Adam Adam Hogue. Are they like right there on the line? Oh man. Yeah. They might be right there just cause like I, I I know of them. Right. (laughs) And I only worked with them for the time that they were at NBC so it's like, man,
1: just a couple more wow, months. That's whack, Tony. A couple you more months. You can't do that because JJ, that's not JJ's fault that they let him go. <laughs> hey, I mean, circumstance. Circumstance. I don't, I don't
2: have constant communication as, as I once did with JJ to grow the relationship
3: uh, as it once was. But, Tony, you work at NBC Sports Chicago. It's mm-hmm. not like a gang. Like, oh, what you do you mean, gang be gang? let's you You can be, you can no, still Tony. like be loyal and affiliated gang to JJ. Gang. Like, you I know, mean, it doesn't work. Oh,
2: don't, don't tell me Russ wasn't wasn't a game member at uh, at uh, the Sun Times. Don't you first of all? You, of you people, wanted
1: all the smoke with the trip.
2: As, what are you talking as, about? <laughs> you one wanted of the few black out.
1: people that work at the Sun Times, Tony, I'm not going to say I was gang gang. <laughs> Second <laughs> of all, um listen man like being at a workplace is cool and having friends at your is cool but like I say it on this podcast all the time at the end of the day we all out here trying to get ours and at any point like our good friend JJ found out Lawrence if that entity wants to say goodbye to you they will and is it gang
2: gang when you get fired oh no no we're laid off oh no then then they. I'm
3: a part of the other gang and now they get all the smoke nah. too I worked at a place and companies like to talk to you about loyalty, mm-hmm. about you being loyal to them, mm-hmm. but they don't always like to talk so much about them being loyal to you. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of my boss. This was in one swoop of cuts. Uh, and he was the best boss I ever had. And then they got rid of one of our columnists who was still doing great work, had done great work the whole time he'd been there. And uh, everybody liked the guy. Everyone was upset that these people, both of these people were out, and then they call us in for a meeting. And they're they start this meeting with like, "Hey guys, listen, this is the time for us to all come together. We're a family oh, oh, here." Oh, I'm oh, like, what? Oh. A family? <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, look, listen, 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 listen. In my family, we don't just put grandpa out on his ass. Okay, that's not my family. Oh, it's the grandpa
1: out, out back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you can't fire people and then talk about some, Hey, we got to come together as a family. <laughs> yeah. That's actually kind of, that's kind of savage. That is savage. I, it's, it's, I, it's, I, it, it's, it's like
2: gaslighting, like for a lot of these companies, that. right? It's like, you yeah. know, they, they want the, you know, the full buy-in from, you know, everybody involved, which does help the environment you know um when everybody can get along where everybody is in there for each other like it does there are benefits to that happening but when business happens then it's like hey you know it's just business but we still family though and it's like fam you just cut off the 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 supply of resources i needed to to to, to bring up my real family so uh, like uh, it, yeah, it, right. it's 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 funny how, how how that work and how they send out their people to do it You know, it's like, man, like, I don't want to hate the, you know, the nice HR person, you know, but hey, man, they, they got to take care. You know, that is an interesting conversation.
3: Respect me and everyone else enough not to try to tell us this is some kind of good thing. It's not a good thing. Yeah. Like, come on, who's buying that? Anyway, let's get going. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure. My co-host, Russ Dorsey, and we are is family. here. We're a family uh, yeah. for now, Tone. We'll see. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> me, and, me and Russ are a family. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I'm committed to Russ on this show. <laughs> and our uh, our producer, Tony Gill, is here also. I have a lot of Tony Gill-related items on the agenda today, Russ. Oh, uh, do The fact that we're recording at 2 a.m. because Tony wanted to do relationship stuff. That's one of them. Um, I would like to uh, discuss Tony's haphazard style of communication, where he asks us, did we get the segment idea that he sent us? And neither of us was aware that we were being sent a segment idea, because all he did was forward us a tweet that he saw. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you, Tony. With no explanation.
1: For somebody who works in media, you have awful communication skills. Yeah.
3: yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And I also want to. Uh, I also want to, uh, Russ. I want to bring the people in to an experience that I that I richly enjoy, which is watching any kind of basketball game with Tony Gill. It is. It is almost like Oh, pain. at my house. Well, there have, been, there have been other times. There have been other times, but yes, the three of us hung out last Friday and we we're watching Sebastian. So I have the I have several Tony Gill related items I'd like to get to. Stop giggling for a second. Wait, you just thought, hold on. You, 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 I can see your face. Like I know you so well, man. I can see your face. And you just thought of like eight things all at once. Yes. At yeah. It wasn't just one, it was like eight. It was eight things all at once. Russ is going to be out for like the next minute and a half right now while he tries to process all of this. But in the meantime, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. We love them. You know what I saw on there, Russ, today? I saw that they have a feature. I don't know if this is new or if maybe I just noticed it, but it's a feature called like Create Your Own Bundle. I never have the names right. Build Your Betting Bundle through <gasps> so you can go you can go to their website you go to go through our link and you'll get 23 percent off which is a great deal on this stuff they're awesome 100 percent eucalyptus sheets we love working with these guys because we can tell you guys with no hesitation how good these sheets are stop trying to distract me during <laughs> that <mad. laughs> I'm not even going to say the name. He wrote down a name on a piece of paper and held it up, and I'm not even going to say who it, who it was because, because we're going to get into that issue. We're going to get into that issue in a minute. But anyway, look, Sheets and Giggles actually make this really easy for you. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and click Build Your Bundle, and it'll it's how you get your entire bed set up. So if you want more than just sheets and you want to deck out the entire bed in Sheets and Giggles stuff, which I have on my bed right now and I love, Russ, you got the, the the duvet or the comforter? Which do you have? Yeah, Russ. I have the both the duvet and the duvet cover. The duvet, the duvet cover, the sheet set—just uh, awesome, 100% eucalyptus sheets. Listen, there's two reasons why you should think about this right now. It's summer, which is incredible here in Chicago. I feel like we're in summer. I feel like I can say it. I'm always yes. hesitant to be like we're out of the woods with winter, but here we are on May 17th, and like I'm pretty sure we're good. You could probably wear shorts all the way till. October 1st It's 56 degrees just, outside right now. Not right now. Okay, but during the day, it was like 70 today, and it's only going to get better. But anyway, these are perfect sheets. I, I have them on my bed year-round, Russ, but they're really, really perfect for summer when it's hot. And also, like I know we just did Mother's Day, but Father's Day is coming up next month. Great gift for your dad. You can go on sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and when you use our link, you get an automatic Twenty three percent off, uh, really good deal. And if you do it now, it'll get here in time for sure for Father's Day. You won't screw that up like you screwed up Mother's Day, Russ. <laughs> yeah, <shit. laughs> do you want to spin the wheel of Tony Gill topics that we want to discuss today, or do you uh, want to yeah. just, or do you just want to pick one? You seem you you seem uh, really. Uh, we're recording this at eleven o'clock at night on a Tuesday. Uh, I have a normal job. I've been working all day. Russ has a normal job. He'll be working. uh, He was working all day today and will do so again tomorrow. Uh, You seem like, and and that's because of Tony Gill, and you seem like uh, particularly uh, hung up on that. Is that what you want to start with? Well, no. I mean, I just want to let the people know, like, we're
1: usually pretty accommodating because we understand the the work uh, environment that all three of us, you know, are, are lucky enough to be employed in. And all, of the, all of
3: us. This is like our fourth job, correct? But at different, but at different points, it's been like that. It, I, I want to give. T- no, nah, I'm not
1: going to give Tony the benefit of the doubt. It's fine. I was trying to decide I'll, if I did or not.
3: You, you think for a minute about what, how what you want to ask him. Okay, I want to. I want to ask him if he just came from his job waiting tables because he's in like <laughs> he a, does a look, a look like a White collared shirt. Yeah, he looks like he just got done. Uh, ask, you know, offering the dessert tray to ask people what they want. <laughs> why are you dressed? Why are you dressed this way? Well, and how are the, you wearing pants?
2: Yes, I had to look more like an adult today. Um, okay, because to handle uh, adult like things for wedding things. Um, oh, okay, right. yeah, vendors. Th- and need- this is
3: why we're recording at 11.
2: Yes, yes, okay. Marriage things are happening. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, along with having multiple jobs. Uh, this is like a transitional phase for me personally. Um, so that added aspect, like Jason settled, right? Like he has his routine. His family has a routine. Yeah.
3: You know. oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Tom, my life's so easy. <laughs> not easy. My just, life's a breeze compared just, to the hard things that you are going through. No, you're right. Not
2: easy. Just less movement uh, from all the different pieces involved. Russ, is doing rush right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, was I was being nice. I, I, I mean, was being nice. He's
3: very, he's very
2: busy. I, I, I could have I, I said that, but I didn't. I was very, very nice. Um, very busy. I could have been like,
3: he's out here, you know. I didn't. I stopped. You could have said all these things. <laughs> yeah, I could have. That we're both. That us and the audience are thinking right now. <laughs> we think would the never say. Is
1: thinking them, but it's okay. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Um, we would never say that Russ is out yeah, go ahead.
2: <laughs> but but me, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm integrating another uh human being, beautiful human being in my life. And uh yeah. Uh so thank you guys, one, for uh allowing us to come together as a family at this Who's time. The fam- now. now we're the family. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: we're all oh, okay, we're, all right.
2: Okay, you guys see me in my intimate moments watching a basketball game. There's not a lot of people that have seen me, you know, <laughs> watch, let's a basketball let's, let's game watch the wording.
1: And, let's watch the wording there, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't have it. I'm very, I'm not, I'm, hey man, I'm not tuning you, into your intimate moments. If you watch a basketball Tony,
3: game with me, it's a very intimate time. It is, uh, I that's not the word I'd use to describe it at all, but it is, uh, it is entertaining it it's very like, much so. You, you know what it's like, Russ? It's like if you go to a theater show and they do the thing where the performers start coming into the audience. It's almost like that. It's like a fourth dimension because we were at Russ's house Friday night and we were watching Bucks Celtics and what was the other one? Warriors, Grizzlies. In uh, Memphis, Grizzlies, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I've been I've watched basketball with Tony before and it is it is delightful. It is a full-on performance because Tony will, if somebody hits a big shot, let's say, let's say Steph Curry hits a big shot, Tony will get up off the couch and act as if he just made the big shot. He will get up and do some kind of cele- you know, celebratory gesture and like point to and or and or taunt the imaginary crowd that's in the room. Like it is a full gyrate. Yes, he will gyrate. He will. Gyrate. He, he likes that one, just gyrating around. There's a lot of gyrating, you know. When I the, the the time before that that I watched basketball with him, Russ, we were watching the NCAA tournament, and uh, he it is maddening for him because there's a lot of bad basketball in college basketball. Correct. You're used to watching the NBA, and uh, so there's a lot of frustration and a lot of shouting. And hey, Tony's pretty much just mad at the people on TV the entire game, but. The NBA, when he when he's watching the playoffs, it's a little more, it's a little more jubilant, but it's also uh, filled with landmines of very very questionable information. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. somebody questionable, will why
1: questionable he means wrong,
3: probably incorrect. Um, so, like for example, somebody makes a big play, or someone is having a good night. And I'll say, you know, like, this doesn't really contribute anything to the conversation, but I'll be like, wow, he's having a good night. You know, something really brilliant like that. And Tony will go, oh yeah, yeah and he, and he, and you know what he likes uh, sexually is bleep, 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 <laughs> Yo, first of all, the wildest I'm like, thing. I'm like what? Like, first Where of all, that? we don't even care, bro. No, we weren't sitting there thinking. I right. wonder what, what this
1: guy does sexually. <laughs> no, but never Tony, crossed our
3: minds. But Tony, it's on. It's front of mind for him, mm-hmm. uh, which is <laughs> which is weird. Oh also, the fact that he even thinks he knows this is weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in one particular case, Russ, he because uh, we, ch- you know, Russ and I are reporters. Russ and I are journalists. Our entire life. Tony's not a journalist. I'm not. Tony no, works for not. a journal. He works for a journalistic outlet. But mm-hmm. Tony's ah. not a. Tony is not a journalist. No, I will not allow him to be called a journalist. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I won't, as a journalist, I'm not even one of the serious journalists. I've I made a football. report before. I'm, I'm, a, viral I'm before. a sports no. I'm, not, I'm not on Capitol Hill. I'm not at city council meetings. I, I'm still a journalist and will not allow Tony to consider himself part of this club. Ever. I went viral one ever. time. Is that it? Can't. No, that that's not what journalism no, is. No, because the, journalism thing journalism was, is. the thing you went viral for, Tony, was you overheard something in a basketball That's a report.
2: That's a report.
3: No, the whole, no the whole, it's the whole, not. The whole sentence you said is wrong. I went viral once, so I'm a journalist. That Those are not the same thing. Yeah, no, Tony. There aren't that many things I'm going to get mad at you about, but I do really care about journalism. Mm-hmm. Even working in the nonsense department of sports. But in one of these cases, Russ, Tony, somebody makes a play. Tony tells us, you know what this guy, whatever is Tony way starts telling us what he's of the opinion of the belief that this guy likes in bed, Mm -hmm. which like, what a weird thing to bring up. Mm -hmm. We challenge him on this as we often do. and We say, Mm -hmm. Tony, well, how, how do you possibly know that? Mm -hmm. He usually just says, says, Oh, the dark web or Mm -hmm. something like that. But this time he told us the website Mm -hmm. he said, Oh, he said, Oh, I saw it on this website. And so Russ, you know, picks up his phone as any person can do in the world, and, you know, punches it in. Let's let's look this up on this website and see what it says. The website says, hey, this story we had before is not true. <laughs> the very, very, they even cite themselves, say, yo, that bullshit we, we, we reported, it's not even true. Yeah, like you know, I'm Tony, a veteran. You know, Tony, hey, it's true. There's Tony's just retraction. blurting it out at parties, like as a conversation starter. But the problem
1: is, I told Tony, because Tony will just say where he, like, the the name of the news source. We won't say it. Mm -hmm. And I told Tony, Tony, that is like a scum website. Mm -hmm. It's not true. All they do is sensationalize people's lives. And he continues to get his information from there. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: They were right, though. He goes, they were right that one time. No, they, no
3: they weren't. Remember, no was, they, weren't. They, they
2: had it first. They right all the time. I, mean, I told you it guys. It was like
3: bullshits all the this time. Is and then ended up this being is where right. he gets his news. This is where he gets his news. He goes, here, go ahead. Check out my information. And we do. And the information says the information is false. That's honest journalism. It's, They're saying, hey. The story. Stop it. Stop it. with that. There's no <laughs> accountability. Honest <there>. journalism. <laughs> The, the story we're reading is like you may have heard some rumors about this this and this that we started. <laughs> well, they're not true. Some version of that. Thank you. Like, Thanks, oh, thank so you. Thank Tony you goes, Oh, so and so has uh so and so has been playing a lot better since they started cheating or a lot worse since they started cheating on their wife. Like Tony, how do you know that, that, that that's not in the Wall Street Journal. Right. That's not in any credible like you don't know that. Oh, this player has an open marriage. You right. don't know and, that. This answer is always like uh, you know, one of these like three or four websites that are not credible no. and not worth having their name said here or Reddit, mm-hmm. which is yes. just a mm-hmm. comment board as far as I understand, unless I'm too old and, and I mean, it has it been wrong. broken on Reddit. Okay. Or Twitter, which, you know, everything you read there is true. Or sometimes he just tells us, Russ, uh, the streets, <laughs> which means he made it up.
1: Right. <laughs> or oh, my local barbershop. <laughs> you, you you can't live like
2: this, Tony. Well, one, thank you guys for breaking the 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 circle of trust of you know an intimate <laughs> oh, setting of a basketball it. game. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you guys one saying, for that. Stop so saying intimate. Appreciate stop it. Appreciate right. That's, that's what what your is. word of the day.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's that's what he's doing. He thinks that, he thinks if he keeps saying it was an intimate situation with the two of us, he's really happy with that. But yeah, yeah, we're, we're, you know. Where are you? Where are you that this whole thing plays well? I enjoy the theatrics. Mm-hmm. I enjoy your performances. I enjoy when Steph Curry hits a three and you get up and celebrate as if you made the three for some reason. I, that's fun. It's all good fun. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, like where that, where is that playing well? Where are you doing that? Like are you sitting with your parents at home watching a game and you throw that stuff out there and they're like, oh, oh yeah, very and, interesting, every, young Tony.
2: Everybody gets a smoke. And I, I, look, the pushback is is, is 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 not a problem to me. I think. When I get comfortable in a space, you don't ever see me tweet this stuff out or retweet this stuff. Like, no, this is amongst friends. Why? What's this stopping is,
3: you, Tone? This is- this Honestly. Is- the fact that you don't know it's true. That's the reason.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, it's fun. Why, why, why <laughs> talk about the it's truth fun. when the lie is, is, is funner?
3: All right, Russ, let me tell you about my Sunday here, man. Because okay. I've got a busy house. I'm married, I got three kids, I got two dogs, I got, it is it is yard work season, I don't know if either of you are having to do that, I know you're not, because you live in an apartment, Tony, I don't know how much of the yard work you have to get into, but like, it's a lot of work, just to get your yard like, up to zero, up to like, usable, so I'm doing all this stuff, but, so I don't get all that much time, a lot of times to watch basketball, usually catch highlights, or try to catch some of a game, or whatever, but I was pumped Sunday, I was like, Sunday's gonna be awesome, Sunday, you got game seven in the afternoon, with Boston and Milwaukee game seven at right after my kids go to bed between Phoenix and Dallas. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going to be, I'm going to have this on in the background for the Milwaukee game while I'm doing stuff or whatever. And I'm going to get everything settled down in my house at seven. I'm going to pour myself a nice glass of wine, sit down on the couch quietly and enjoy watching the sun's uh, Dallas game. And it's going to be just a glorious day of game sevens. That's all you ever wait for in the playoffs. And they were both so horrible. They were both like the two worst games. I don't know. I'm sure there's been worse games in the playoffs, but neither of them was a game, especially that one at night. that, That Dallas Phoenix game was just, there were people leaving. They were showing like floods of people leaving in the third quarter. And then they were showing people that were still there and they looked like they were, they were just miserable. Like they wanted someone to take them with them.
1: All right, so the first game, listen. I think Milwaukee was gas and they got beat by the better team. Cool. Happens in the playoffs. And the, they were the other, other game, game. Right, the other game. When you get at one point down by 50 at the crib in a game 7, you should be ashamed of yourself.
3: Russ, when you see a game like when you see somebody's got I think uh Dallas was up 30 at halftime. I think it was 57-27. We see that in the NBA. Even in the playoffs, you're like, I've seen a lot of games where somebody had a 20-point lead in the first half, and it, it almost inevitably eventually becomes a game. This got worse and worse. It never became a game. Total disaster. Boston beats Milwaukee 109-81 to advance to play Miami. Dallas beats Phoenix 123-90 to in a game that was not as close as that score sounds. Great. One of my favorite things, though, that I'll miss from watching Milwaukee, I love watching Giannis play. I I so appreciate his skill and his size and his power, but his little brother plays during garbage time only. And I've never seen anybody in my life work as hard at anything as his brother does trying to steal a ball and foul someone and play defense during the final minute of a blowout. So so I have one correction to make, and it's funny. is it older because, brother? I'm sorry yeah,
1: the narcissist is older brother either way yes, the narcissist is the
3: oldest and the then other it's Giannis in the middle, and then uh Alex their younger brother. the other Antetokounmpo kumpo player on the Bucks. I was man me. does he work man, does he work hard in that garbage time? My man is trying to keep a job. <laughs> no. Nah. Charles
1: Barkley always said he has the most secure job in the NBA. Yeah,
2: man, if you mess it up, then you just not Tony. Come Tony, man, they, you think Giannis will, give, will him, that? They'll, they'll give him a max deal if they have
3: to to keep Giannis.
2: I mean, if he was working hard, if he's not causing a problem, if dude's causing issues. He's like, hey, I, I love you, but your brother, he he's messing up. We have to pick him up from another club. Like, if that was the situation, he's my man's would be out of here. My man's just trying to
1: stick around. <laughs> he's a he's an energy guy. You know,
3: get and out there, the grab some boards. It. That's not the time for it. Like we were, set, listen, I think this happened Jason, in the game. On, this happened in the do game man. we were watching the other night, do do we're like, listen, he's out there calling the people. He- we're waiting for the game <laughs> to end. We're like, just let this game end, and and. Thanasis won't let it end. He's out but there people. That's the only
1: time he's going to get on the floor in the playoffs. You You're going to free throw your way back into it. a
3: down 30? Maybe.
1: No. Get himself a bucket in the playoffs. You know how many players wish they had a bucket in the playoffs?
3: <laughs> he's just trying to get one. So there was some aftermath, particularly from the Dallas-Phoenix series. And two things came to mind for me is one, you have Mark Cuban and Lil Wayne going at it. And I wasn't a big fan of this, honestly. So, uh, like, a week after Lil Wayne puts out a tweet taunting Luca, Mark Cuban waits till the series is over and then tweets back at him. Eight days passed between these two tweets. That's swag. Come on, man. That's, have you the, guts, have the guts to do a day of. Come yeah, on. fire back day of. But that's not really what most people are talking about today well, uh, in the aftermath of that series in the aftermath of Phoenix losing. Phoenix was the best team in the league this year. Phoenix was in the finals last year, put up a good fight, came back even better this year. Tony at one point you were telling me that nothing could stop Phoenix mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that at all to like gotcha mm-hmm. like you had good reason to think that at the time Phoenix was did they went 64, 65 games this year. they're incredible mm-hmm. and they've got so many good pieces. It wasn't just They had this great record. They got everything you'd need to win a title. Um, Chris Paul has really been at the center of the fallout from this. And uh, part of that is because over the last four games of this series, he averaged nine points on seven shots per game. Phoenix loses three out of those four games to lose the series. Uh, Pat Beverly, I didn't know he was on ESPN. Was uh, Was this week the first time he'd been on? He, think, was on, yeah, uh, so. he was on. He uh, was on all right. He had a lot to say about Chris Paul. I'll give you a few of the things he said, Russ, and uh, let's hear what yeah. you have to say about that. You're not a huge Chris Paul fan, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not you're like I'm not a, a hate, I'm not a hater like Pat. I think you're. I think you're a neutral, neutral relatively neutral party
1: on Chris Paul. My
2: man likes to hit men in, in the in the men
3: area. Too he much does, me. Tony. Tony, you're right. Mm-hmm. He, and I and I also will never forgive him for that. I will mm-hmm. I also will never let that go. Yeah. He does have a yeah. bad habit. He does have a bad habit of doing that. that. Yeah. Pat Beverly says that uh nobody worries about Chris Paul when they play the Suns, that he has finessed the game to get all the petty calls. Uh that he should have fouled out in games six and seven. That he he literally can't guard anyone, Pat Beverly says. That Chris Paul Seven times, All NBA First Team, and uh, took it one step further by literally calling him a cone. <laughs> that was the one. That, that made was that was, one was one funny,
2: I, but that was that was a bit not, too close. He's not right. <laughs> he almost said the right word all on national television. What did you say? I said, uh, I was made uneasy by that use of that term because I was awfully close to another word. That we don't say in front of in in front of the others. mixed company in front of mixed he, company. We don't, don't say it ashamed. in front of mixed company. Cone like a traffic cone, Tony. Yeah, on. yeah, I know, but it's still close.
1: Thank you, Tony. Uh, um, so hearing Pat Bev do the whole car wash on ESPN, like they were licking their chops watching Pat Bev tweet on Sunday, and being able to to go from him tweeting to having him in studio for two days on ESPN, they said we'll send you the private jet right now. Exactly. Get to New York. Um, Yeah, and he said like it started in when he was a kid at the LeBron James camp. Yes, in high school. And he gave Chris Paul the work and he said it's been uh, beef ever since then. And it's like
3: what does that even mean? It's sh- all sh- 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 that bro. he's mad that Chris Paul has gotten the Chris Paul's career. Right. Like if that's even what though it that's he knows like, that he was better like than hate. him in high school.
1: It sounded like hate. And listen, the he said nobody is scared of the Suns. I mean, it's easy to say that now in hindsight because they got their ass kicked, but he said when he goes to play Chris Paul, he's having a nice steak, some wine sleeping late. He'll sweat out the alcohol at the arena and then he'll go do what he got to do on the floor. He said when he go play Steph Curry he's going to go to bed at 8 going to tell all his mom, his girl, don't text me, don't call me. I'm going to sleep because I got to play Steph Curry tomorrow. And it was just like <sighs> it was entertaining at the same time
3: It's not a performance from him, Ross. No, so, I know he acts. This, this is way. him. Like we've watched him do this. We've watched him play this out on the yeah on TV him. for you, yeah. Tony. You probably love Pat Beverly, don't you? You love this whole character,
2: probably. I mean, I'm not going. I mean, he's from he's from the crib. Well, you know. I, mean, I know, is. of West, course. That's, I knew that was reason number one
3: you would defend him, Westside Pat.
2: Um, but. but yeah, I mean, Pat Bev had to work hard really hard not saying the other players didn't have to work hard but his path to get to where he's at was difficult (laughs) i mean he had to go overseas like he went to a couple different colleges like he had to grind for everything that he had to get to you know where he's at so i guess to him when you're deemed or handed the golden child uh you know mantra uh and you know he. He's got his opinions on how Chris Paul has gotten that mantra. I mean, that's his view of the situation. Uh, But when you're doing this media thing, right, because once you're on shows, once they have you as a pundit, even though you're a player, you have taken on the role of, I have to be objective at this point. Um, And it just seemed like, hey, (laughs) I mean, it didn't seem like objective – opinion over you know or analysis about what happened in that game seven it just seemed like all hate and of course negativity is going to uh reign supreme in 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 media so I mean it was entertaining like Russ was saying but in terms of actual you know believability like you gotta put some some stuff in there to kind of help prove your point if that's how you feel about
3: what happened in that game. Like you gotta be like, man, Chris you, Paul's you a great need player to, or you need something stronger than I've hated him since high school. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Like you need you need something, you know, <laughs> a little bit different than, yeah, then than, right. yeah, it's been, it's been, I'm at his head ever since high school. Like, no, like talk about what happened in that game because the analysts who aren't up in that locker room or haven't been a part of a pro locker room or things like that aren't going to be able to tell, what the heck that was nobody had an explanation about what i still have yet to found find an explanation about what happened in that game seven game so that's why they go to pat bev and it was all hate that's what it seemed like it was jj i think was the only one trying to give a breakdown mm-hmm. but he was just kind of jj reddick if you if you guys didn't uh see it but I think he was just trying to figure out what Pat Bev was doing. So we never got really any analysis about what that was. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with Pat Beverly. Like, he's going to have a great career, you know, in, in media if he keeps doing that. So I guess, you know, keep doing what you do. But it's going to be hard for me to separate. Is he hating on this player
1: or is this his actual analysis? The, the network that he appeared on that's their brand anyway and for every JJ you're gonna have a Pat Bev right like first take is the most successful sports talk show on TV right now and I wouldn't say that their content is necessarily great it's just people watch it because it's uh, I wouldn't call it necessarily salacious, but it is uh provocative and that's what Pat Bev provides you. He provides a little bit of like analysis. Like he was talking about Luca and why teams don't want to see Luca. But yeah, I, I don't know if it's probably worth it to them as a network, giving him a job eventually. Like it's, I don't view it as how Draymond is going to have a long career in media when he's done because, yeah, he'll give you a little bit of that Pat Bev, but he's going to give you a ton of analysis, a ton of breakdown, a ton of inside the mind of not only the player, but the coach, and break it down for people to watch and really understand, but also entertain. Somebody's gonna get paid Pat Bev a lot of money and I don't think the ROI is gonna be what they want it to be.
3: Yeah, I don't know how long that stays uh something you want to watch. Like we all had a lot of fun with that today. You mentioned go ahead, Tom. No, I'm saying like Big Perk's still out
2: here doing it. Pat Bev was just small Kendrick Perkins. They already paying a guy
1: to do that. Listen, man, I I don't I don't I've heard I I have feelings about Big Perk On air as a personality I heard he's a fantastic Human being so that's dope At the same time I think you could find a better analyst And like I think JJ Is fantastic at Doing breakdowns And also doing color on games But look Our business as much As we might not want to think about it That way is entertainment and that's what these executives and networks are making decisions off of. Well,
3: that, that outlet in particular is definitely correct. Crossed over into being entertainment driven. They did. You mentioned this being on ESPN ESPN. It's like one of their bags of tricks. Like it's their Euro step is we have one of our guys say something and then we have everybody else spend the rest of the day yep. debating it and disagreeing. Like they create the news with Pat Beverly saying it, and then they spend the rest of the day making content out of people reacting to it or whatever. And of course people lined up against Patrick Beverly. Have you seen anything as of the time we're recording this? It's like midnight Tuesday. I don't know if I've seen anyone come out and be like, yeah, Pat Beverly is right. I'm sure there's some people probably thinking it. I'm sure he's not totally alone, but mostly publicly what we're seeing is people line up against him for saying this. Uh, Matt Barnes in particular on ESPN ripped him for it and said like, you, you're." he called him a clown. He said that Chris Paul's worst season would be your best season. And Matt Barnes, very self-aware, said, like, look, you're a role player, man. It He's a real exact same player. I, yeah, by the way, so yeah. am I. Like, yeah. we're not real. neither of us is really in the sphere to be talking about a Hall of Famer like Chris Paul. You don't have to love Chris Paul. I, I don't really love Chris Paul. And like Tony said, very importantly, I will never forget that he likes to slap other players in the man area during games. But Chris Paul's really good, man. Chris Paul's he's earned his way. Like if you want to talk about Tony, how Patrick Beverly fought his way to the league and he did, and he went through all of these different things just to have an NBA career in a different way. Chris Paul has also earned the status that he has. And if Chris Paul gets calls because of how he's played and worked over the course of his career, that's very common in sports and particularly in the NBA. That's kind of part of the deal that if you earn your way to the level that Chris Paul has, you're going to get some of, you're going to be able to finesse the game as a,
0: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HashtoRenew.com.
3: Without the ones like you, who
0: work tirelessly to keep things
3: running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. One other thing from the NBA playoffs I wanted to talk about, Russ. Now that the conference finals are underway, I was thinking this even before game one of the Miami-Boston series, but now you see Miami wins game one, 118-107. to 107. Um, I know that uh, Kyle Lowry was not in that game. Al Horford was not in that game. But still, like it wouldn't surprise you if Miami was able to kind of control the series for the most part. They're not going to sweep them, I don't think. Game two of that series, by the way, will be Thursday night, the, night that, uh, the same day that this comes out. Am I crazy to think that Miami is the team that's going to win it all now that Milwaukee and Phoenix are out?
1: I don't think it's crazy to say anybody who's left, besides maybe the Mavs, it's crazy that they win it.
3: I the Warriors it, are the favorite. The Warriors are the right. favorite right now uh, in the odds, and you can see why. Yeah. But man, I like what Miami's got.
1: Like, Jimmy Butler has taken his game to another level. Um, what they can do defensively, the defensive versatility, and the fact they have one of the greatest coaches of all times in their expulsion. Like, I don't think it's crazy to say, hey, I think Miami's the best team left. Cool. If you wanted to say, hey, with the scoring, and defensive ability that the Celtics have And the fact that they got Robert Williams back And he looked really good in his first game back um, Ime Udoka has been one of the best coaches in the NBA this year If you want to say Boston was a team to beat We know what the Warriors can do We don't even have to explain that one Right. I don't think it's crazy to say anybody Could win besides the Mavs Right. If you said the Mavs were going to win it all I'd have questions But if you want to say Luka would average 45 in every game left Cool, um, that's what makes this playoff so exciting. Like ratings are up. They announced on Tuesday uh, the most watch playoff uh, NBA playoff in eight years. So like it's been really good, and we talked about it when you guys were at the house. Like the LeBronless NBA is something that people have always been scared of, but it's actually made the playoffs more entertaining because you have all these super young superstars from around the league. And you're like, Hey
3: there it's wide open in both conferences. And a lot of the teams are in the players are really fun to watch. Um, What I don't like is some upstart team makes the finals against a team like a LeBron team. And then, you know, they have no shot. That's not really fun to watch, but when you have like, five to seven really good teams that are all pretty equally matched and could all win it could all conceivably win the whole Phoenix could have conceivably won the whole thing, even though things kind of broke bad for them against Dallas. They, they were good enough that they could have been a championship team this year when you have that many teams that are all pretty much on even footing and you're getting really good, compelling series. It sets up where you're expecting a really good, compelling finals. Uh, when I look at the heat, I see a team that like, all right. So as the NFL has gone to, and this is like old, really, really old news at this point, but as the NFL shifted toward such a being so pass heavy, you can do that. That'd be the best thing to be good at would be have a good quarterback. But the next best thing would be to have pass rushers that can ruin the other team's quarterback. And when you look at how the NBA has become so three point driven, I don't, We've seen teams emphasize the three. We've seen teams go to like, you know, Miami has been talking for, for years about corner three, that that's the shot they want. They want, they'll bring in free agents, and what they're going to do is they're going to run till they throw up, and they're going to shoot corner threes also until they throw up, probably. But Miami was number one in three-point shooting this year and number one in three-point defense tied with Boston this year. That is impressive. That is taking this to the next level. That's something Golden State does not have. And when you look at their pieces, if everybody's healthy, if Kyle Lowry comes back, which I think we're expecting, he's going to be back at some point during the series. Miami, like Kyle Lowry is not a long-term, but they've got a three. They've got three guys. With him, Butler, and Bam, that's three. And you really like their pieces with Hero off the bench, with Duncan Robinson as the three-point shooter. Like you said, Spolstra is... One of the best, if not the best, coach going right now. They, There's they list no them, reason the to me the why they couldn't win time.
2: it. What is it, what? Tom? No, the NBA. They listed Eric Spoelstra as one of the top uh, 15 head coaches of all time. He is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like. He is. Yeah. Right.
2: in the coaching matchup, we don't have.
1: We don't have him. You know, I don't think he's ever named in. Oh greatest coaches of all time. Currently, you you always get Pop, but right there
3: is Eric Spolstra. Um, If you ask Pop, Pop would tell you that. Yeah. I've heard him say it. I mean, there's people in the game know the job that Eric Spolstra has done. Tony, I think as we sit here, you know, I think a lot of times when Jimmy Butler was with the Bulls, Jimmy Butler, 41 points in game one. I think that when he was with the Bulls, part of the question was could he be your number one? Could he be a true number one star on a team? I think he is. I don't think this is just that he's in the I mean he is in the right situation in Miami, but I don't Perfect think it's situation. I don't think it's contingent around the pieces around him that he is a legitimate number one player, that you can win a championship with Jimmy Butler as your best player. Do you agree? Uh yeah. Over over time it's it's taken me a minute
2: to get there, but yeah. But that's been the whole narrative. That's why they're not nationally you know, favored. That's not, that's why they're nationally loved. People don't think Jimmy Butler is that guy. And I get it right. You know, not a lot of superstars come up in the NBA, the way he did off the bench for a few years. Then because nobody else is around, they, the team kind of goes to you post Derrick Rose. Then you beef with that team. and You go to another team and then you beef with that team and you go to another team. Like his story isn't superstar esque. If, we typically have, oh, he's a superstar. Let's try and keep him as long as we can until he wants to leave, and then he'll go to another team, and then he'll be a superstar there. Until that's how, and it's offensively, um, you don't come up being a superstar being defense first, and then transition into a an elite score efficient, you know, score. So all the stuff. All the tropes that we've gone used to in terms of what we depend upon when selecting a champion or selecting our superstars, Jimmy Butler is not. Um, he, is, he is brutally honest. He is um, abrasive. He will cause trouble uh, in terms of aggravating people um, in, in, on your team, in your front office. Uh, but one thing Jimmy wants to do is win. And that, that comes above everything else, but above his ego. He will admit when people are better than him. Um, and I think that's one of his best traits is he knows what he's not good at and he knows what he's not. So, therefore, he emphasizes on what he is and is good at. And I think that makes him a, a superstar player, because not only because he can bring it on both ends, but because he knows what what best suits him. He knows his game as good or as, as better than anybody else and he's not trying to overextend himself to do stuff that he's not comfortable doing he's going to do what he does at an elite level and then you build around that and I think Miami did that and they went all in on Jimmy for the first time in his career a team went all in on Jimmy and now they're seeing the results from it
3: why is that working tone when it didn't work in these other places I think because I don't think he's changed oh no no I think he's been the same go ahead Russ
1: Oh, I was going to say, I think he's just a better player now. He's a better player. Like, from if you look at Jimmy Butler from the bubble on, like, you could make the argument that that he was the second best player. And had they won, he would have won one finals MVP. Like, he was just as good as LeBron in the 2020 NBA finals. Um, And so you say, okay, Jimmy was the second best player in. The, uh, the playoffs in 2020 in the bubble. He's been, you know, outside of Giannis, the second best, third best player in this playoff. Jason Tatum has been fantastic, but like Jimmy's been right there. So I, I think offensively, he's taking it, taking it to another level from the time he was in Chicago, the time he was in uh, Minnesota, when he was in Philly. Like he's taken all the good, from Matt, Jimmy Butler, and then turned it up both
3: offensively and then defensively as we saw in game one. Yeah. Tony told us some false information the other day about Jimmy Butler too, by the way, that was completely (laughs) unverifiable on the internet. He said, you know what he said? He, He said it, and we said, no, come on, Tone. And he goes, Google it. So we did, and it's all—it's ten. The first ten websites, all of them, I've never heard of.
2: <laughs>
3: but Russ, Russ is right about
2: uh, about Jimmy. Um, it works, and it—it it finally works, I guess. To say is, I think he found a vibe with Pat Riley, because Pat Riley is kind of built similarly. Um, Eric Spolja, it's built similarly. He came up as a video coordinator. Uh, Eric Spolster did. So they understood Jimmy when John Paxson and Gar Foreman couldn't. And that uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves were too timid um, before. They got kind of a Jimmy now in Anthony Edwards. And you're seeing how they're adjusting to that. I I love Anthony Edwards. Um, But in in Philly, same thing. There's not a lot of people. A lot of people say they want to win. But not a lot of people want to do the stuff necessary to win. Um, and Jimmy is kind of—he's like uh, Russ. You seen the Wire? JC seen the Wire?
3: Yeah, I have. I have not. Sorry, I'm one. I, I'm the only person in America that's <laughs> not seen the Wire. Um, who's? I heard it's great.
2: Who's uh, the guy uh, that everybody is scared of? That all the gangs are scared of? Tony, have you seen the Wire? I you seen, know? The I, guy's just, name? I just can't remember his name. Okay, right. He so has Omar. I I, Omar. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, Jimmy Butler is Omar. Because he'll call out your gangster and see if you are really what you say you are. Are you an NBA superstar? Okay, you're going to have to prove it to me. And then when you don't prove it to him, then it's like, what, why do I have to follow you for? Like, I know you're better than me talent-wise, but you don't want it as bad as I do. So he challenged everybody, every situation that he's ever been in in the NBA, and he was all right. He was right about the Bulls. They weren't uh, all in and ready to win because they, what, they had a changeover um, of, of of players and management. He was right about Minnesota. They had changeover players and management. He was right about Philly. They had a changeover of players and management. So Jimmy has been right. He's been calling out people on if they actually want to win. And now Pat Riley, he rocks with that, and now they're winning. So I, I think out of all the things – those, I think, was the reasons why that is working now.
1: I have one uh, quick thing before we leave NBA. Jason Tatum has had a fantastic NBA playoffs and has really kind of ascended into that next level of superstar. How many players in the world are better than Jason Tatum right now? Oh, that's a tough, that's, I mean, three, four? I was going to say three, Tony. So right now I have, Jason, where would you say it before I say the names in front?
3: I would have said probably offhand without having a list prepared in front of me, like he'd be like the eighth best player in the NBA. Ooh. Don't Ooh. act like that's some kind of insult that he'd be the eighth uh, best player oh, no, in the NBA. No, 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 I, 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 I like think it. I, I like think it. I, I think legal.
1: lowest right now. He's fifth, but I really think he's fourth. I have Giannis, Jokic, and KD all being above him, and then right there at four, five, six. Tatum's in there. Steph's in there. Embiid's in there, Luca's in there, healthy dames in there.
3: We can't say that's it. That's it. You're splitting hairs at a certain point there with guys. Right, which is why I said that four four is kind of where.
1: But that's I think that's the list of the top players in the world to me, and I think he's taking it to another level where it's like, "Mm, I would have him better than Bron. Personally, like if I'm to have to pick and I'm like "Eh, for right now, like who you'd want right now in a game. I'm taking Tatum over Braun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, LeBron's not playing any defense at this point in his career. No. Um and Tatum's (laughs) playing all the defense. Yeah, he's bought (laughs) into being a defender too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Jokic, Giannis, in no particular order. Um Mm -hmm.
1: No, no, it is a particular order. It's Giannis then Jokic. If you're gonna do it like
2: that, Luca, Tatum, any combination of that 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 you want to put, I'm not gonna argue down. I think yeah, Tatum, he he's man I get He's knocked out KD. He's knocked out. Mm-hmm. You know some heavy hitters. Trey, yeah, Trey, <laughs>
1: KD, Kyrie. Like it, I don't. Yeah. I mean,
2: Giannis. Giannis, be honest no, yeah. Out. You know, if if Chris Middleton, if Chris Middleton plays, I think Milwaukee wins that series. I think Milwaukee, yeah, Milwaukee Play. wins. It is it is what it is. He beat you, correct. So, yeah, he's he's in that conversation.
1: No, I just I honestly just want to have the conversation because it seemed to the natural way the game goes is young guys have these moments your young superstars have the moments where they take the baton and say okay I I'm I'm him and he's clearly shown in this playoff run that
3: he is him he is in the playoffs russ he is averaging 28.3 points and shooting 39% from 3 in addition to the defense he's playing and the overall all around game he's playing
2: are we disrespecting Jimmy by not putting him in there?
3: I think he's averaging like 28 no.
2: <laughs> in the playoffs, and like
3: shooting yeah, 50 he's from a few. The 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 newer guys are always going to get a little bit of a. I don't I don't think he's better than
1: anybody we just listed. He's not better than the top four. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could you could say because Dame ain't played now in t- almost two years. Really, you could say it's Jimmy Dame, but he's not better than like. I, I still think of very highly of Steph, as I know you do. Mm-hmm.
3: So it's hard for me to be like, ah, this dude's better than Steph. That's, like, that's the part that's hard to make that list for me, because it's like, I don't know, for like one game right now today, I might still want LeBron, or I might still want Curry. LeBron's going to play defense if it's a playoff game. He's not going to take plays. He's going to give you like 44 minutes and good defense in a playoff game.
2: Yeah. I, I think we're doing the same thing The world is with Jimmy
3: man like.
1: I think I think very highly I think, I think very so highly good. of Jimmy uh. I think very highly of Jimmy You know what honestly alright put Jimmy in there But like it's the same conversation Even if we put Jimmy in the the Group of players that we talked about It's now this jumble of 5 through 10 Or 5 through 11 yeah, I'm, I would. Is it is it more respectful to say, "Yo, we'll put them in the group," but then we'll pick the names out of the hat to decide <laughs> the order? You know, because I mean, because
2: here is one thing: like Miami's not even. They've been. If Phoenix is the best team, Miami was the second best team all year. Jimmy has raised his level of play when it mattered, and nobody has seemed to. St- have stopped him just yet. Like they're not even favored in this series. And I I just feel like Jimmy's going to make us eat, eat our words by not having him in this conversation and not like thinking the Miami heat have a legitimate shot to win this thing. And like, I'm not saying they're going to sweep anybody, but like handily win this, like without a doubt, like with no flukes or anything like that. And it just feels like Jimmy might—he
3: might do that this year. Uh, you w- you won me over. You won me over. I would take Jimmy Butler over Jason Tatum for a game right now today. But part of what happens when you debate this is you, when you're talking about the newer guys, the younger guys, you are whether you realize it or not, factoring in their upside. But See, if we're talking about a game right now today, yeah, I would take Jimmy Butler. You're right, Tom. Yeah, but Jimmy's what? Thirty now? Thirty-one? Thirty-two? 32.
1: I saw Jason Tatum put 46 on Giannis's head at 23 years old. Like, I'm still taking taking Jason Tatum, and I think so highly of Jimmy. Like, I was not that highly the, though. Not that no, high. Well, yeah, but uh, I think I, it shouldn't be disrespectful because I'm not going to take him over Jason Tatum, but uh, he's still in my top players in the world. Like, I was one of those people that when the Bulls made that trade, they got Zach and the draft picks that ended up being Lowry and Chris Dunn. I was like, mm-hmm. terrible. They're going to regret it. And then people would always come back at me with, Jimmy's been on two teams since. Jimmy's been on three teams since. And I'm like, yeah, Jimmy's been the best player on two teams that have gone to the finals. Or like, oh, well, if they make it to the finals this year, that would have been two teams that go to the finals. Right? Um, and like, he he gets the bad guy label. Whatever. That guy has is has been to a finals with arguably just as good as LeBron in the one that he lost and could potentially go back to the finals this year and is an even better player than he was the last time he was in the finals.
3: I agree with Tony. We do have to start putting some respect on Jimmy's name. He was 27 when they traded him Russ. I mean, he's given you you would have signed, you would have had to give him a 5-year contract. He'd have been worth it. He'd have been worth every penny of sure. a 5-year contract.
1: Gentlemen, I've had some different experiences over the last couple of weeks, and I wanted to share them with you Uh, as far as house etiquette. Right. When people come to your home, uh, when you guys are in your home, I just want I'm I'm curious to find out if you guys do things similarly to me. Maybe not. Maybe, Tony, maybe you do. uh, But Jason, for different reasons, you might not. And that's totally fine. But so other reasons. That you're making this assumption you're bald ish I'm not that could be a reason like we just do di- things differently you get colder right I do not I get colder yeah I mean you know you don't have anything up top to keep you warm. oh okay all right because of my bald head got it there you go there you go all right all right so uh somebody comes into your home yes right you're saying hello hey oh hi how you doing? Do you ask people to take their shoes off
3: or not? I don't think I would ever do that. I have hardwood floors, so it's not really that big of a, I don't have carpet in the main area of the house. But I, yeah, I don't think I, I don't, I just don't want to be doing that. I don't think I'd be telling people to take their shoes off. Tone?
2: I think pre-engagement single Tony would be like, eh, you know, do what you do. I don't really care either way. I gotta mop and sweep eventually anyway. Uh, but definitely I can predict post engagement, post married, Tony Gill, people will be taking their shoes off in uh, in the home.
3: What if I don't want to? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I have thought about that scenario. <laughs> there you go. I there you go. Yeah. Do you want to do you really that you really? That's where you want to draw the line with your friends. <laughs>
1: You go to you'll go you'll go to jail for them until they refuse to take their shoes off of you. What was the right answer,
3: Russ? What do you do?
1: Well, oh, I I always ask people to take their shoes off. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. always. And, well, and because always I just secret. I just came to your house though, and and you did not. Ask you you seat. left shoes. Off. The only I left my reason, shoes on. The only reason I let you do it was because when you were walking in, you were also holding a baby. <laughs> So
0: also it wasn't like ones. you were
1: just coming in alone. You were holding a baby and the baby carrier and his like uh, his little uh, sleep thingy crib. So yes, yeah, there you go, Tony. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> you know, I can a, play guy
3: who doesn't have a kid. Um, <laughs> sleep thingy. We almost like rebooted the Hangover movies because Russ has been trying to get us together for a while, and it keeps not working out because of different schedules. And then he wanted to do it last week. And I was like, oh, this isn't really gonna work out either, because my wife's out of town, so I'm home alone with the baby, and Russell's was like, Bring the baby. So I was yes. like, Well, I mean, he goes to sleep at seven o'clock. Okay, all right.
1: And it worked out perfectly. Like it did. He yeah. was he was enjoying himself, laid him down. We enjoyed the game, watching Tony gyrate uh <laughs> against our will. The baby and, didn't uh, have to watch any of it. The baby no. was just- <laughs> <laughs> I should have been in the play crib with <laughs> With him in here because yeah. yeah I didn't want to see other here. but yeah no I that was the only reason I told you I didn't tell you anything because you're holding the baby you're doing other things and you had other things to worry about
3: but normally I would have been like yo
1: you might because I have the the shoe thing right by
3: the door you do you have a little shoe rack right when you walk in I noticed that after I came in I guess I always feel like you you know if you need to take your shoes off like if your shoes are clean then you're probably fine but if you know you have like really dirty shoes, then you would know to take them off. I wouldn't need to tell you. I guess that's kind of how I look at it. All right. The other thing was. Do you, by the way, do you instinctively take your shoes off when you go to someone's house if they don't?
1: Uh, well. I think you- it's po- I think it's polite to assume that they would like you to. Oh. And then if they don't, if they say, oh, you don't have to do that, then, then you're fine. Hmm. But I, I know more people that would like you to than not. Hmm. The other thing, so recently, I uh, had a guest over, and that person had come to visit, and they were they had taken the L, okay right had taken the L and came to the apartment, and that person was about to sit on my bed, and right as that person was attempting to sit, I grabbed the person politely, respectfully and said, "Yo, you were just sitting on the L. <laughs> you can't sit on my bed wow. with with L clothes on because
3: right. I know what, what happens on the L." So and when you go to Russ's house, you got to take off not only your shoes but also your pants. <laughs> got it? Oh my god. Okay. But the point my point is
1: I don't also it wouldn't have been just been that person. Like I don't sit on my bed in outside clothes. So like okay. Jeans and stuff like that. I'm not just sitting on my bed that I sleep in with outside clothes. So, my question to you, Jason Leisure Mm -hmm. do you sit on
3: your bed or allow people to sit on your bed with outside clothes? Nobody really goes in our bedroom besides me and my wife. Um, Yeah, Russ, that's where things happen. (sighs) Thank you, uh, Tony. Thank you. I got your (laughs) drink. It's not just some bench. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I guess I don't, I never really thought about it, but I, I, I don't really go in my bedroom at all unless I'm going in there to go to sleep. So like, I don't just like, well, I'm looking around for a place to sit, go sit on my bed in my clothes. I never would have really thought of it. I assume I'm clean at all times. Like I'm a very clean, cleanly person. So I assume like my shoes are clean. My clothes are clean. I smell good pretty much all the time. You're assuming, you're assuming that I don't.
1: No, 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 no. I, I, I smelled you. You, you smell good. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> Tony's sweater. Tony's sweater. He would know. He would but know. But no, I, I get it. I get it. We've had an intimate encounters. Intimate. Encounter intimate, intimate friends. See? see? We friends. Friends. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I was just going to say, like, you understand why I wouldn't want somebody to sit on my bed after having sat
3: on the L. I, I would be uncomfortable sitting on another person's bed, period. I'd be like, this is kind of a weird I shouldn't be sitting on no, another. That's... that's too intimate. That's too intimate. That's way. True.
2: That's too intimate. Yeah, unless yeah. unless things about to get hot and heavy. That's too intimate.
1: But you could see why you wouldn't want somebody to sit on your bed and clothes that they've sat on the L with.
3: I would have never put that together if I was you. Honestly, I would have never. I wouldn't. I get what you're saying. I do. But it would have never occurred to me that oh, this person's rubbed their butt all over the L. I don't want them sitting on my bed. I've seen some would wild you, things on the L. Would you Would you have let them sit on the couch?
1: So part of this, I feel
2: yes, like part of this instinctually, you have to say yes.
1: But it's like, ah, I don't love it.
2: Well, I mean, it's like, what do you? I mean, I don't know what you want from that person, right? Like, like, it's like if they're coming to see you, visit you, um, mm-hmm. and they're taking public transportation. And It's like, mm-hmm. do you need them to take off all their clothes? Insert
1: it into the wash. <laughs> you make it sound. Wait. It, it sounds more worse when you say that like that. Yeah, but it's, it's like, I mean, are they supposed like to bring of, extra clothes moves. to visit you? It's not, it's not a move, Jason. Shut up. It's but is you know what I'm saying? Like I've seen people pee on the L. <laughs> I've seen people take a shit on the L. I've seen people throw up on the L. And having lived in the city of Chicago my entire life, I have. All that knowledge in my head, where I'm like, mm, I know how you got here, and while I appreciate it, let's uh, let's not sit on the bed with L clothes. Like, what was the solution? What is your solution in that scenario? Well, I can't finish the rest of the story on my podcast, but I can say okay, that so was yeah. it was It's not a move. I didn't regard. I wouldn't have let y'all sit on my bed with L clothes on.
3: Would you love to send a Hi everyone. Hi, welcome to my ho- my home. Uh, one of my <laughs> house rules here is you have to take off all your clothes. I didn't say that. If you've been anywhere else, <laughs> Dr. Jerry Ross. <Russell. laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Oh, I, I I was just in my car. I've seen people throw up in your car. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think I think part of what's at play is that you're single and you've been living on your own for a while, and so you have. Total control over everything mm-hmm. that happens in your apartment. You don't Correct. have to. I'm not saying that you couldn't, but you have not had to coexist with other people. I got Correct. five people living in my house. Tony, you got probably about 30. that number, five or six, something like that, maybe more now. Jazz around. Like yeah. you got to be. I, I I am a particular person too, like you, mm-hmm. but I've been forced to kind of like you. You're forced to acclimate and let some stuff go when you live with other people. So maybe that's made me kind of uh, less picky overall. I, I would never have I would never have somebody come over and then, as they sat down on my couch, consider all the other places they might have sat that day. And then told it a, to me it wouldn't occur to me. Stand up
2: during this whole visit,
3: please. Thank you. No, it, yeah, Fred. either stand up or take your pants off. Right, those are the rules at Russ's house. <laughs> oh my God! Don't say that. See, okay, but here's the thing, though. Like we hung out at your house yeah. at night. And while I do consider myself a very clean and good smelling person, I got to imagine that if I took my shoes off at the end of the day, they're not it's not going to smell great. I mean, you have clean you, socks on, yeah? Yeah, but it's like eight o'clock at that point. I've been wearing them all day. Oh, it's fair.
1: I mean, if they're like clean, you might, socks you might not like that experience either. If, you, if your socks are clean and your shoes don't stink, I, you, you're probably fine. Probably.
2: Did the deed still get done? Or did that was that a mood runner?
3: R- Will Russell overlook anything at that point. In the- Stop it! All right, segment over.
2: Tony, Tony you, you the
3: got button. Tony, you got all your gadgets ready. Hit the button for bullshit. Oh yeah.
2: Peace. Is bullshit. Sheet. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with Bullsheet.
0: High quality bullshit. <laughs> World class designer bullshit. Sheet. To be sure.
2: Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest
3: the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. Let's call some bullshit, Russ. I Call Bullsheet is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles, our buddies over there with uh, incredible 100% eucalyptus sheets and other bedding like duvets, duvet covers, comforters, the heavy throw eucalyptus blanket. It is this All this stuff is like the, just the softest stuff you can put on your bed. It's fantastic. If you get nothing else, go on and get the sheets, Sheet Set. That's a game changer for your bed. They call it The Sheet Set, and they're right to call it that. They are right to have such bravado. You can get 23% off, by the way, at Sheets and Giggles if you go to them through our link, which is sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. It will automatically apply the 23%. You don't even need to remember a promo code or anything. Sheets and Giggles. Russ, what would you like to call bullshit on?
1: I'm calling bullshit on the Phoenix Suns. For all the reasons that we mentioned earlier, they got embarrassed on their floor down as much as 46 points in a game seven in their building. And after the game, you had DeAndre Aiden didn't talk to the media. Um, Devin Booker and Luca was going back and forth with Luca throughout the series. Him and Chris Paul didn't even have a bucket in the first half of that game. You got Chris Paul no showing. It was just a horrific look. And you said. Earlier when we were talking about it There's been a lot of like bad games for people But that's like an all-timer Like we'll remember that game Oh Phoenix in Dallas 10, game 7 15, 20, yes yeah. Like that It will be one that lives In our minds as basketball
3: fans Worldwide For Ever The NBA playoffs are so much fun But it's like man you get excited when there's a game 7 Yeah And that just makes it so much more of a letdown so yeah. you're calling bullshit on the entire Phoenix Suns? So you could call it bullshit on their entire organization for the entire past year. I think probably. I'm, I don't want to call bullshit on Monty. It's been Williams, a season, I, of, season of bullshit. I mean,
1: Robert like Charvers, he, he Yep. Yeah, oh yeah. I remember that. That's what I was. That's, that that what sure. that's what I was thinking of. Um, but we we talked to or Monty Williams like took the blame in the game. It's like as the head coach, that's what you you got to do. Uh, and said, like maybe I rode these guys too hard during regular season because obviously they had the best record in the NBA and didn't have it uh, when they really needed it in the playoffs. But like, I can't blame Monty Williams, who won Coach of the Year. Like, oh, it's not like he can go out there. He can't go out there and play at the end of the day. But this is he can't go out there and just show up for his play. Like they have to go out there and make buckets. They, they have to go out there and try.
2: But I mean, he didn't do anything to kind of you know change the strategy. Right? Like they were picking on Chris Paul after a while. And it's like, I mean, what's what what's the next move? You've got to be thinking in game. Like I felt like he was, you know, Bootenhoser. Where you just don't what you gonna take, you gonna take Chris Paul out of the game? If Chris Paul is continuing to be awful like he was the last are you going to take Chris games? Paul yes. out of the
1: game? Yes. No, you're not. Yes. No coach no, look, in the look, NBA look. is gonna do that. Tony. I'm, Absolutely I'm not, not. I'm not
2: saying take him out for the entirety of the game. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he needs to be a better in-game coach. When you see it slipping away that early, you got to address the players and say, hey, what's going on out there? What's happening? What am I not seeing that has this lackluster effort early? Okay, you're not bringing it? Okay, come sit down right here. I got to switch something up. Or I got to switch right. up the way that we're playing them because what you're doing is not working, and it's his job to figure out why isn't it working.
1: All right, Lucas turning Chris Paul and barbecue chicken. You take them and bench them For however, whatever period of time They're still not getting, they scored 27 Points in a, in The half In a half they scored 27 points How is that Monty Williams' fault? I'm not saying it's All his fault. Devin Booker got Zero buckets not, in the first half Chris Paul had zero buckets There
2: was enough blame to go around For everybody. Yeah, they deserve the majority but I don't know about the majority But everybody They was- had
1: 27 points
2: home I don't I don't know about the majority because I thought watching that game, I don't think it was a well-coached game at all.
3: I I don't think if you lose by, if you're losing by 50 at some point in that game, it's the coach's fault. Like that shouldn't happen in the NBA. In a game seven of
1: all
2: games. Hey, he sets the tone. He sets the mood for that, for that roster. Either they quit on him. You think they quit on him? I thought Chris Paul was was the the best leader in the NBA. Did they stop listening to him?
1: Even if they did, I thought Chris Paul is the best leader in the NBA or so I was told the last 10 years. How did he why did he get his guys up for a game 7? Why should it all be fall on the coach? I, I didn't say it was all his fault. I said he deserved some of that
2: blame it too. It sounds like that's it, Tony. on his it record too, like you
3: giving it up. No, no, no. Tony didn't like that you uh you spared him of some of the bullshit. Tony wanted yeah. to smear a little on him yeah, too. Yeah, he needs to be on there too. I'm Monty Williams. I am calling bullshit on Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss tweeted about uh, Jeannie Buss is the only person I really want to hear from about winning time. But she tweeted something saying uh, everyone already knows what she thinks about winning time, which I, I don't. I could I have not been able to find any of her thoughts online. I guess that means I guess that's her way of saying she doesn't like it. And that the only way she knew about part of it was that someone sent her a clip. I'm not buying that, man. That's the All bullshit. Right. <laughs> She's yes. watched this show. Uh No matter how rich and famous and successful and whatever you are, if HBO is blowing out some kind of big, wild series about you and your family, you're going to check that out. And this, Russ, this brings me to one of the biggest pieces of bullshit that you run into all the time as a reporter is the people you cover, the athletes and the coaches in particular, claiming that they don't read anything, that they don't read or watch anything, right. and they always do. I have had twice, twice in my career where I met the coach's wife at some event, and the first thing she said to me was, oh, you're the one that wrote this, 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 and, and some recent column. You think she knows what I wrote, but her husband doesn't? He does not? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. These guys, all, all of them that say they don't read, you know they do. And you usually find out that they do And they might say oh I don't read anything Just the PR guy sends me stuff I need to know about Well then you read
2: right? Yeah that's that's all 100% Bullshit because like just the human factor Even though I may not like what's being said about me Somebody's talking about me So if HBO does an entire piece Of content on you You're watching that piece of content
1: Real quick on uh, the, As it's germane to the topic At hand Yeah um, so, because they're using real names in Winning Time, you have to assume the people being mentioned are getting paid, yeah? Uh,
3: I don't know. I don't know if there's like some creative license when it's based on the book. I don't know. I really don't know, man. Because because if if I'm Jerry
1: West and HBO comes to me and says, yo, Yes, we use your name, your name, image, and likeness to take from uh, college football and basketball right now. Uh, here's a check for a hundred thousand dollars. At that point, do, do you just
3: drop your suit and go home? Does he drop his Supreme Court challenge <laughs> yes. he's working on at that point yes. for a hundred k? Because I, I would hundred <laughs> <laughs> k. Russ, right, Russ would take Russ's dignity has a price, and it turns out it's a hundred k.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. We'll I know. I'm
3: confident who I am.
2: I'm Russell's confident see, who he is. You know is. what?
1: It's not true.
3: I, it, all you got to say is it's not true. You know what? It matter. Matter. I'm, at, I'm at the bank. Tony would be thrilled. Tony would take that Chevy like I wasn't even mad. I love how wild you made me look. <laughs> I'm like, that hey, was fun. That yeah, was, was fun to watch. It. it doesn't matter. I wish I was living that. I wish I was living that crazy. Thanks for the money.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think of me. God, it doesn't matter what God thinks of me. <laughs>
1: Honestly, that's a hundred percent what Tony would say in the doc, but he'd be like, "But it's a hundred percent true." <laughs> yeah.
3: um, what are you calling bullshit, Anton?
2: Oh yeah. So, um, are you guys familiar with Michelle Tafoya?
3: Yes, uh, unfortunately, yeah. Former Monday Night Football sideline reporter, right? Yes, uh, did her job very well. Current current
1: Twitter troll.
2: I don't. She yeah. has made this turn post yeah. uh, leaving. Sunday Night Football that was it has been really surprising, um, but then not surprising at the same time with some of the stuff that she's saying. <laughs> um, but she had a tweet about four days ago. Um, so um, apparently she's listening to Bally Sport West, and she says mm-hmm. this tweets this out in from her verified account. this is not Tony Gill, you know, falsities here. She says, at Angels Broadcast and at them. Enough with the Otani and at Otani baseball chatter and then at Valley Sport West. What is she doing?
1: So, a couple things. One, that wasn't even Shohei Otani's uh, Twitter handle, mm-hmm. which is funny. Two, she tweets this the night he hits his 100th big league homer. In just three seasons He might be the most exciting player in the game right now You can't talk about Shohei Otani Enough She's done I didn't know until somebody put me on To what she had been doing post uh, Sunday night football she is a, she's a wild girl Wild girl out here Wildest of girls um, It's nasty It's sad And at the end like You don't even want to give it energy because it's on brand for how do I say this the group or people groups that you is a part of or wants to be a part of and we've seen it uh recently especially in the last five years or so six years or so uh in the US of A but uh nah it's nasty and it's it's one of those things where like you don't even want to give somebody like that any attention anymore to fuel them.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm calling bullshit on. She's just, oh, man, she is. It's certainly a, it's going a off joke. The deep end. It's a joke. It's clown <laughs> so, shit.
3: Yeah. And clown it, shit. Man, it's This wild. particular tweet was a little haphazard, I think, because I think she meant to say that they were spending too much time on the broadcast talking about the actual ball that he'd hit. I didn't see the broadcast. Because she clarifies this tweet later that she wasn't trying to mm. uh, to come against Otani himself, that it was just they were kept talking, they wouldn't keep, they wouldn't stop talking about the actual ball. But I do like that she got the uh, that she tried to tag Otani in the tweet. I don't know why you would do that in the first place, but that she got it wrong and she picked this person. I'm looking at this. This is someone named Otani, and the the tweets are all in some language I don't understand. And the person has 99 followers. Although one of them is Barack Obama. I just... Uh, it's well, Barack for... Obama might have made the same mistake, actually, following the wrong Ohtani.
1: She She can say that now, but the rhetoric I've heard her use in recent months would lead me to
3: believe otherwise. Well, one way or another, Tony's got some bullshit he's calling out on... Michelle I Call Bullsheet is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Again, you can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and get 23% off amazing, luxurious, soft, silky smooth eucalyptus sheets. We highly recommend everything they have. You don't need any kind of promo code. You can get that 23% off just by going to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today?
1: Yes, please.
3: Okay. There's some. Never ask
2: me, Jason. I'm interested in news and tidbits.
1: Yeah, false news and false tidbits.
3: Tony, would you like to hear stuff that I read off on the internet.com?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
3: Okay. Anyway, Russ, uh, are you familiar with world-famous DJ Steve Aoki? I am. Well, he got the great honor and privilege of throwing out the first pitch at Fenway Park on Monday. And as often happens in these scenarios, it did not go very well. He took kind of a running start and then threw it up on top of the netting behind home plate. And I think this is as good a time as any for us to go to Ross Dursey, Sports Adjacent's MLB insider, to tell us what happened here, Ross. Ross.
1: Uh, a dude that hasn't hasn't thrown a baseball ever
3: was asked to throw a baseball. I that's good analysis. Wow, that makes sense. <laughs> they, uh, you know the baseball card company Tops. They do this. They've been doing this. thing. I don't know how long they've been doing this, but I just became aware of it. They have been making like instant cards. I forget what their name for it is, but they make a card off moments that happen in sports. They made a card off the Steve Aoki. Uh, wild first pitch that they're selling online for $10. Although uh, it was only available for one day. So by the time you hear this, it's already too late. Odell Beckham currently unsigned, although we all kind of assume he's going to go to the Rams. Are you hoping he comes to the bears? Maybe.
1: I mean, yes,
3: but wouldn't hurt. yeah, it could only help. It wouldn't help him very much. I don't see why he'd want to do that. Yes. It's selfish, selfish reasons. I was thinking that uh, when Jarvis Landry signed with the Saints, I was thinking the Bears probably could have used him. And then I was thinking, yeah, but he wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, if it was go to the
1: Bears or go to the Saints uh, and go back home, I'm going back home.
3: Well, Odell Beckham, uh, while he remains unsigned, he put out a video of him and his three-month-old son in which he is – Tucking a football under his son's arm trying to teach him how to carry it and quoting remember the Titans saying if you drop a ball You run a mile and uh, what amused me about this is that while Odell Beckham is just joking around I could picture Tony doing something like this with his kid in a serious way Oh, yeah,
2: yeah somebody's going to the league Yeah, either Ja or my kid or my brother my other brother's kid somebody's going to the league
1: how you gonna You're pressure saying, some a kid that's not even yours? Oh yeah, it's still it's still going they know it.
3: They know no, it they know not, what it that's is.
1: Not your ch- <laughs> the boy is not your child.
3: <laughs> Russ, see if, no, you ha, guess, ha, uh, see if you can guess see if you can guess <laughs> which which Gil brother is Jazz crazy uncle. <sighs>
1: I'm gonna go out on a limb here yeah. and say it is uh Anthony Gill.
3: My brother, would. my brother has a similar idea to Tony though. Like, and I think he's serious when he says this, my brother Jake says that when he has a baby, he's going to like put the baby in the middle of the floor assuming it can crawl In this case, I guess. And he's going to surround it with sports objects that are like a circle of sports objects, like sporting equipment and whatever the baby crawls to, he's going to just go a hundred percent in on whatever that is. So if the baby crawls to a tennis racket, then he's going to be in, Tennis lessons when he's two years old and then But then he also said if the baby crawls Toward a sport that he doesn't like He's just going to put him back in the middle and make him do it again Jake's got a lot of ideas I'm a fan of Jake (laughs) I think he's a fan of yours too Uh, College football news Russ, a big incoming transfer For Oklahoma They have landed Tyler Jr. College quarterback General Booty Go ahead, Tom Yo his middle name is Axel. The kid's got a name, General Axel Booty.
1: <laughs> is I don't I don't have any information. Uh, is he any kin to John David Booty, who used to play quarterback at USC?
3: Mm, that sounds like a question for the producer. I don't know,
1: or the Probably. guy that puts it out there.
3: Probably. <sighs> let me, me look that. Let me look that up me, for you. You're, let, you're, let me look that you, up for you, though. while I got you. I got you. You're right, I should have had it. You're, you're correct. Let me look that up for you while uh, Tony tells us here a little bit about General Booty.
2: And now, Tony Gill reads. Fellas, what's going on? Glad to be back. Tony Gill with glasses here, everybody. And we got some info on that booty. General Booty.
3: <laughs> Ross, you liked that. Come on. It was pretty good. I'm not going to lie.
2: General Booty quoted in 2020 Dallas Morning News profile headline. Yes, General Booty is his real name. So I'm, I'm a warrior.
1: Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't get into the joke, Jason, but trust me, it was funny.
2: Obviously, my name's an attention grabber. Whoa.
3: And people <laughs> like to do headlines with it. This is, this is General Booty being quoted while he's in high school. And people like to do headlines
2: with it. But I don't like to show people. With my play that I can back it up (laughs) to.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. He knew exactly what he was saying in this. I have done that. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm
2: going to continue to do that. And then give them a reason to remember my name. You got your wish kid. Didn't have to do a single
1: thing. Oh him man said I can back it up too and will continue
3: to I said oh my god That's I think funny. people will definitely remember his name. Russ have done some A producing while I had him okay uh, His grandfather is Johnny Booty who played at played quarterback at Arkansas and Johnny Booty had four sons. One was Josh Booty uh, and then there was General's father Abram who played wide receiver at uh, Abram Booty played wide receiver at LSU and uh, was briefly with the Cleveland Browns and uh, John David Booty is, is the uh, Southern California player that you were thinking of. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, uh, Johnny Booty's youngest son, Jake was also an all state quarterback in Louisiana. So a lot of good booty there.
0: Oh my goodness! Does that rank. What does,
3: does that rank on the list of all times,
2: all time names? I got Mendick way up on top of the list.
3: White Sox player, White Sox Annie pitcher Mendick. Danny Mendick. Yeah. Okay. Well, and who's your favorite guy? You always talk about the coldest. Oh yeah, do you always the
2: coldest? The coldest to ever do it, Crawford.
3: Yeah. I like how he is. Uh, I like how General Booty is quoted in that story saying, yeah, people like to make headlines about it. And the headline of that story in the Dallas Morning News is, yes, his name is really General Booty. It's kind of lazy to make wordplay off this guy's name. It's just, it's it's too easy, you know? The guy's, the, the funny part is
1: his his name is General, which is wild. But, like, his pop's name is Abram. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that one's that one gets you more, huh? That made you laugh more That's than General just, Booty.
1: Yes, like Abram like this is a biblical,
3: very biblical name. And then we'll just throw general on there, our son. It, wow. It's been you got to it's it's been a tough year for Oklahoma football, so it's nice to see them get some booty. And finally Russ. A very amusing story from the UK. In a town called, this is a tough one. This is a lot of letters. I should have made Tony try to pronounce this. But, uh, I believe it is called Aberstwyth, Aberstwyth, Wales. So do you ever have you ever seen uh, like a bench, like a public bench or at a college or something, and there's like a little memorial on the, like a memorial plaque on the bench, like this bench is in honor of so-and-so. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So there was a uh, bench on the grounds of Aberstwyth Castle that had, uh, you know, usually these plaques have something very touching on them, uh, very heartfelt. This one was interesting. This plaque on the bench said, in loving memory of Hugh Davies, who used to sit here and shout off at the seagulls. Apparently there is a big seagull problem there. This is kind of overlooking the sea. So you have seagulls coming, and they're very known for uh, coming and stealing food. Um, But uh, that plaque was put there not by the people at Aberstwith Castle, but uh, they said that it was an unauthorized plaque, and they've had it removed, which is much to the dismay of the people there who were enjoying Taking selfies in front of it and putting that on social media. I think whenever I go, I want you to do one for me where it says, uh, in loving memory of Jason Leisure, who used to sit here and yell bleep off at Tony Gill.
1: It's needed. RP needed. RP. Shout out to him. That is going to do it for this week's edition of Sports Adjacent. As always, we like to thank our fantastic sponsor, Sheets and Giggles. For not only providing us With fantastic sheets but giving you guys The opportunity to also have fantastic sheets You can get 23% off Your next order at Sheetsgiggles.com You don't have to put in a promo code You just click the link It automatically applies it Whatever you want, duvet, duvet covers Pillows, the mattress Coming soon, they got tons Of colors, whatever fits your bed Set, they got it SheetsGiggles.com slash S-A. Make sure you're listening to the podcast. You guys have been sharing the clips. Make sure you keep sharing the clips. Tell your friends about the pod, but make sure you're downloading it too on Apple, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your audio content. Gentlemen, anything we need to let the people know before we let them go.
3: Tony, sell those Sheets and Giggles, man. Give them one of your classic endorsements for Sheets and Giggles.
2: Found. Sports Adjacent family, I told you for Mother's Day, all right? Get soft so you can get hard, all right? We're going to double down on that, all right? The Father's Day is coming up. The men need love too. So, ladies, what I'm going to tell you is get soft so you can get it hard, all right? Get soft so you can get it hard, all right? That's what we're doing all Father's Day. Respect your man. Respect the dads in your lives. Respect the father of your children. All right. Sheets and giggles. Let's go. Twenty-three percent off. Cheats giggles dot com slash SA.
1: That is easily the most inappropriate thing I've ever heard Tony say.
3: Um You also got the <laughs> website wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's but, not. But that's like the least of my concerns yeah, after one. No, what what at just at said. this point, we'll have
1: the right uh link up. We gotta get out of here. We will catch you guys wow. next week.